Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, February 14th, 2023, Valentine's Day. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr., and I'm joined by GameSpots, Tamor Hussein. Blessing, I have a question for you. What's up, Tam? Will you be my Valentine? I, I've been waiting for this question, Tam, all year. <laughs> all, all month and a half of 2023, I've been waiting for somebody to ask. And of course, I will be your Valentine, Tam. That we touch yes. hands. We're, we're holding hands. We're yes. holding hands, everybody. Oh my God. I thought I was going to make it through the Valentine's Day without a Valentine. No. I'm so honored. I'm, st- I'm snapping at you I'm up. I'm so honored. Now. Oh man. Uh, Tam, how's it going? How's your morning? It's good. You know, I came in here. Uh, I was the first one in the studio in the spare bedroom. Oh, yeah. no how, one wait, else, how'd you get in? <laughs> I got in by calling Kevin, and Kevin was like, I'm going to open that shit remotely for you. So he remotely opened it, and I came in. I, I tried to get here before you, yeah. but the uh, the buses were not working in my favor today. I rolled up. I absolutely wrecked that back toilet. Hell yeah. And then I sat down and hung out and for a bit until Rog walked in, and I was like... What, what was it like being in the studio by yourself? Was it, it was like an empty, weird feeling, or it did it rem- feel like home to you? It kind of... I felt like I... It felt like home because of the amount of time I spent here at the launch. And then also, there was that one time where we came in and saw it before it had... Like, it was open in a public way. And it reminded me of that because it was, like, eerily quiet. And, like, I was like, this is a room full of potential. And oh, once yeah. the people get here, it will be now unlocked. you know my morning every morning. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice. It's serene. It is. Like, and I love that you've got, like, gaming setups, obviously. So I could be, like, I'm going to come in at 8 a.m. and just play a game for a little bit before starting oh, yeah. work. Was there, was there anybody's routine that stuck out to you? I know, like, I tend to come in and I just you go came directly in, to my computer. You came <laughs> in like no one else was in this in this uh, studio. You went straight to your computer oh, yeah. and, like, didn't even look at me and Roger and just started typing. I was like, damn. That's KFGD life. When yeah, I, yeah. I, I have the <laughs> first show of the morning and it's a highly intensive show in terms of putting the show together. <laughs> the so as soon as I get in, I beeline to my computer and I'm like, I'm fucking putting the shit together. I, cause, <laughs> and I looked at you and then you were like, the line at the jacket box was too long like it was whole, it was like weighing on you you were like damn i gave up jack in a box and i had to get the first person after me in was uh roger and he was like i came in and obviously the lights were on which i think he was like freaked out by because usually they're off and he was like is someone in here and i was in the toilet taking a dump and i was mm-hmm. like yeah and he was like, oh. He's, he's like, what voice? Whose voice is that? I don't recognize that voice. <laughs> <laughs> is that someone who's British? What's going on? <laughs> How's uh, GameSpot and Giant Bomb life treating you? It's going well, yeah. Um, we're kind of like doing our thing. A lot of content going up. We're like reworking a bunch of things that are going to come to fruition soon. Um, got a few exciting projects on the way. Maybe even attending some events soon, oh, perhaps. Well, well, GDC? Or oh, we're going to be at GDC. I'm going over to DICE. So if you're watching this and you are going to DICE and you have got something interesting to show me or talk to me about, the amount of times I've been like, hey, hit me up, and someone's like, I got some NFTs. Do you want to check these out? I'm like, like get these out of my face. Do you know me? Like, uh, <laughs> Listen to the not. show. Yeah. No fucking thanks. But yeah, doing that. Um, yeah, as a minimum, so that would be a nice little. Do you, do you? There's a, a weird segue, but have mm-hmm. you seen Mythic Quest by any chance? 
I saw a couple of episodes. It's one that's on my list to go back to because I hear nothing but good things. I think Tim was talking about it the other week as well. Um, again, so I'm like, it's on my list. Season three of Mythic Quest, there is an NFT joke that made me really believe that they might have watched KFCD. It's like, it's a reference to you, right? It's like they you do the NFT no fucking thanks thing. Oh. Which made me go, wait a second, hold on. I'm claiming that. That's mine. That's hold mine. Because uh, like the Mythic Quest writers, they're very in tune, right? Like yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. very good about really accurately uh, depicting a lot of the different, uh, a lot of different elements that go into the video games yeah. industry. And like, they're very on point with the research. Yeah, with the research and the day-to-day bits and the, and the um, jokes that they bring up. And so when they said the no fucking thanks thing, I was like, I wonder if somebody on the yeah. writing team heard Mythic Quest, pay this man. <laughs> pay, pay Tim. Credit me, Rob McElhinney. Get on with it. Yeah. It is Rob McElhinney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he makes all that money from It's Always yeah, Sunny. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can afford it. Yeah. Sort me out. How's the uh, review season going for you? Are you as tired as I am? Oh, man, I am tired. I'm tired and motion sick. Yeah. Let's just, let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Tam, before we get into the show proper, I want to bring in a question from Nathan Choquette, who wrote into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says this. Just heard some crazy news Monday night that I think needs clarification first thing during the show, uh, the show's beginning banter. Tam, good to see you again, and mm-hmm. hope you're feeling better than last week. I'll pause there. What happened last week? Um, I don't know. He knows something about my life that I don't. Oh, I okay. was. Was I? Was I? I think I took some time off last week from streaming. It could be that. I mean, like, I always feel bad. So, fair enough. It could be many things. Fair enough. Uh, Nathan continues. But what's up with your top three animal list being crows, raccoons, and then cats? You have the entire animal kingdom to pick from. So, why those three specifically? And blessing, you're looking great as always. Thank you. Uh, what are your top three animals on the planet? So, crows, raccoons, and then cats. Those are your top three animals? Yeah. What was that a reference to? I assume we talked about this on a stream or something? I, I think I did a tier list for animals at one point. And, and as animals that I want most as pets. I think oh. I might have talked about this on GameSpot After Dark, the podcast, which I wasn't on for last week, which might be why they was like, I hope you're feeling better. But I, I like cats, obviously. Like, cats amazing. are great. Cats are amazing. I have a cat, and, it's, and it's, uh, she's amazing. Raccoons I love because they are basically trash cats. Like they are, oh, they're known as trash pandas. They've got those, they've got the same like raccoon eyes that I have, like the darkened circles. You so you, like, you kind of so, like, relate. I, I relate to them physically and I'm also eating trash most of the time. I also like the, I like animals that make mischief, mm. but are also like adorable and cuddly. And raccoons are at the top of that list. Crows are also at the top of that list because crows have a long-term memory. And they are smart. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. If you fuck with a crow... They will find you. It remembers you. <laughs> the John Wick of animals. It, yeah, it remembers you and will find you and will... There was like... I think there's a story about this person who was like fucking with a specific crow. And then that person died. And then the crow shat on its grave. That's crazy. That's like the elephant story that happened. The dopest shit. Like, that's that the, is amazing. That's wild. So then I assume you're a Sly Cooper person. Yeah, I like, I like, I mean, like, Thievius Raccoonus, yeah. I like Sly Cooper. I mean, those games were mid as hell, but, mm. like, I like the character. Hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I guess, like, I, I feel like my top three animals list isn't that interesting. I feel like it's pretty basic, because I go with dogs. I think like, mm. man's best yeah. friend. They're, they're lovely, I right? L- I like dogs, but they are too unconditional. 
And that's know? where my second favorite comes in, cats. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like there's a balance that you get yeah. between yeah, dogs yeah, and yeah, cats. Yeah. Dogs give you the unconditional love. They're very loving. They'll As soon as you open the door, they'll go after you, want to play with you, do matter, all that yeah. stuff. Doesn't matter who you are. You can be a no. complete stranger. They're like, yo, I will give everything for yeah, you. Yeah, right? Yeah. Those not are dogs. Not all dogs are like that. Not all, not yeah. all dogs, but, like, a lot of them are. And one of the, do- the dogs the, that I had as a kid, right, he, like, he was like that. I absolutely love mm-hmm. that dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, <laughs> I was going to say, Lulu is very much like a cat. Like, you got to earn her love. Lulu know? scares me. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but then there, but then you also have protective dogs. You have guard dogs, right? Like dogs are so. Uh, dogs will do anything for you. I yeah. think that's why I love dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats, you gotta earn their love. You, got, you really and cats have for me have become a recent love. Where I don't, I've never owned a cat. Yeah. Um, but friends that I've had uh, um, since moving to SF, right? I've, I've had friend groups that all have happen cats. to have yeah. cats, yeah. right? My friends Belinda and Yusef have, have yeah, uh, yeah. two cats. Uh, good cat. Imran Reb have cats, right? Like another good pair of cats. Great pairs of cats yeah. and. These cats, I they I, they respect me for, for the fact that I respect them. Yeah. Right. I go over to I go over to their house. I'm like, hey, I will only pet you if you want to be pet. If you mm-hmm. come up to me and like, you know, you do the thing where you you, you kind of rub against my leg or whatever, then I might I might lean down. Yeah. But half the time they're like, no, not right now. No. I don't, don't do it. Peace out. The the tricky part is when they you get cats that will show you their belly, like scratch me, and then yes. when you scratch them, they're like. This was a mistake. Yeah, and you He's have like, made it. Like, you're a bad scratch. They're like Yu-Gi-Oh. They're like you. You activated my trap card. Now you're done. Yep. So you're like, oh god. Yep. And again, that's why I I that's respect I cats. Yeah, They're yeah, honest. They are. Uh, they keep to themselves, right? And they got self-respect. Unlike the, us. the other thing is like the classic one. The internet classic is you can train a dog to snitch on you. You can never train a cat to snitch on you. Mm. At least use dogs to snitch. That's fire. And also set up people. Like they've trained. They train dogs to act like there's drugs in a car when there isn't. That's fire. You can train a dog to do that. You try and do it with a cat, cat is not having it. It's like, no, I ain't never snitching on anyone. I'm minding my own business. Goodbye. Hell yeah. And then my third animal would be monkey. And I think that's just purely Donkey Kong. <laughs> 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 just me loving Donkey Kong so much. Like, I've now grown an affection toward monkeys. I uh, don't think that's a monkey. I think, isn't that... Isn't that like a, like are you just like okay with like just monkeys, the, chimps, yeah, gorillas, apes? Yeah, all just the whole that. family yeah, yeah. of apes. Okay, yeah, because there's, there's there's like monkey people out there who will be very upset. That's like, fair. They are as hardcore as like that's fair. and and the like, a, the ape family, the yeah. ape family, yeah. the ape family. All right, Tam. Mm-hmm. Enough about dogs, cats, and monkeys. Let's <laughs> talk about today's stories, which include a scrapped plot for God of War Ragnarok, wanted dead being dead on arrival and unwanted, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, at to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash Kind of Funny will get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. You smell that? It is review season. Uh, keep your eyes peeled to podcast feeds since episodes of PS I Love You, Gamescast, and Xcast can post at any time. So look out. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one. We got a Wanted Dead review roundup for you. I'm going to pause there and say, 
our headline for the show, I think, is going to be the God of War uh, Ragnarok alternate ending, original ending thing. I'm saving that for the last news story because that does involve God of War spoilers. Mm-hmm. And so if you're here for God of War, wait for the last news story. Uh, and also, yeah, if you don't want God of War Ragnarok spoilers, don't worry. It's going to be the last news story. So you'll get it there. For now, let's talk about Wanted Dead. Tam, are you familiar with or do you have any interest in Wanted Dead? I know what this game is. Really? I literally Googled it and I was like, oh, I know this game. This is one that I've, has been low-key that I've been seeing peek in here and there throughout yeah, yeah, the last yeah. year. And then a couple of weeks ago, somebody wrote in about it and was like, hey, this seems like a y'all-type game. And we watched the trailer. I think both me, I think me, Barrett, and Tim are all like, oh, this looks really interesting. Like, we'll, mm-hmm. like, we'll, let's see how this pans out. The description on, on uh, Steam reads like this. Winter Dead is a new hybrid slasher slash shooter for the makers of Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive. The game follows a week in, uh, in life of the zombie unit, an elite Hong Kong police squad on a mission to uncover a major corporate conspiracy. You hear that description, you look at the gameplay, mm-hmm. and you're like, that seems interesting, right? You also look at the gameplay and, and, and think, this looks like a PS3 game. But maybe mm. in a good way, you yeah, know. Maybe yeah, yeah. it's one of those games that really pays homage. Uh, right now, though, on Metacritic, it is sitting at a fifty-seven. On Open Critic, at a sixty-one. Mitchell Saltzman at IGN, who is a man who I uh, who I actually adore. Right, Mitchell Saltzman. I love his reviews. I love his work. Mm-hmm. I play fighting games with him all the time. Mm-hmm. He whips my ass. That man knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He gave it a four out of ten and says this. As someone who considers themselves uh, an action game buff, Wanted Dead let me down on just about every front. Its combat may be fun for a few hours, but eventually I realized that it was just a pool of shallow water to splash around. The fights never evolved in, uh, in any interesting or meaningful way. The meaningful enemy variety never challenged, uh, never challenged me to change up my tactics. Oh, sorry, the minimal enemy variety never challenged me uh, to change up my tactics. And worst of all, I always felt weak, even when I fully maxed out the skill tree. Add on bland visuals, a distinct lack of personality and charm, and frequent crashes, and it all amounts to one of the first big disappointments of 2023. Molly Taylor at PC Gamer gave it a 60 out of 100 and says this, Wanted Dead is an intentionally messy throwback, one that some people are going to adore while others lament. All the double-A jank of a PlayStation 3 action game wrapped up in a janky 2023 modern gaming bow. And then Edwin Evans Thurwell at Eurogamer gave it an unscored review and says this, all the confusing yet irresistible energy of early <laughs> early naughties double A uh, gaming marred by awful writing uh, and a core gimmick that doesn't ignite. Damn, those reviews do anything for you? Nah, damn. Goddamn. It's, uh, it's, it's such a shame because it's one of those games clearly that sounds great on paper and then you hope it's going to be good and it just doesn't work out. And like I look at this and I'm like, they were trying to make an Devil May Cry Ninja Gaiden style action game, but kind of Gears of Warify it a bit, you know, like modern third person shooter it a bit, which is an interesting concept because if I think about it, I'm like, yeah, what if you like made a Devil May Cry style game or a game that worked like Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. but like put the camera lower, worked guns in so that it's a little more, you know, impactful as opposed to like used for juggles and that kind of stuff. That could be quite cool. And sadly, this ain't it. Yeah. Um, so now I'm like, someone else try, please. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks. It, it reminds me of something that Suda Fifty One would make. Yeah. Right. In a yeah. in in the in a bad way, but like for for me as somebody who likes Suda Fifty One games, right, and really wants to see those games come out and do well, I like the idea of hey, let's make something that's really stylish, that's really unique, that is going to sp- speak to a very specific audience. But when you do that, there are often times where 
shit just doesn't come together. If you're a studio yeah. that might not have the resources or, you know, maybe design just ends up messy at the end of the day. Like a lot yeah. of ideas get thrown at a wall and well, not everything sticks. When you're catering to a niche, you have to expect that niche to be incredibly critical of the thing that you're giving them because they are by their, their very nature the most kind of like well-versed in the thing that you are trying to make. So you've got to come correct if you're going to do that kind of thing. And it doesn't seem like they they nailed it with this one. And rightly so, they're getting kind of torn to shreds by the people who know and love this genre. So it's yeah. like unlucky. I want to bring in uh, this write-up from Chris Plant, who is another writer who I love, I've loved to follow for a while. Um, he had a write-up over on Polygon titled, The Most Batshit Video Game of 2023 is Already Here. And he goes into very fun detail about his time playing through um, One to Dead. I'm not going to read the full thing because the article is longer, but uh, I just want to read a bit of it because I, really I really like the article. In late December, the creators of Wanted Dead published a 90-second trailer on YouTube. It is, without hyper hyperbole, a mashed piece of video game maximalism. As if they were stuffing every Christmas gift into a single stocking, the developers made the most of the uh, diminutive runtime, splicing together anime cutscenes, a live-action cooking show, rhythm-based ramen slurping, a retro-inspired arcade shooter, karaoke, a crane game, and a flurry of cutaways to what looks like a John Wick-inspired third-person action game that blends sword fighting with gun-fu. Every trailer sells a pitch, and uh, in best I can tell, the pitch, the pitch here is, what if you played every video game all at once? Well, I've now played roughly half of Wanted Dead, and I am happy and horrified to say it's exactly what the trailer promised. Wanted Dead is the debut game from developer Solio and publisher 110 Industries, uh, a pair that includes developers who cut their teeth on the Dead or Alive in Ninja Gaiden series. You play the role of Hannah Stone, a battle-ready killer with a knack for uh, filleting humans with the grace and efficiency of a master sushi, sushi chef. Stone's penchant for delimbing humans being uh, delimbing human beings is curious for one reason. Stone is a lieutenant for the Hong Kong Police Force's riot response. So why is it that she and her crew, dubbed the Zombie Unit, exclusive or exclusively carry extremely lethal weapons? The story of Stone and her squad opens up with a subdued uh, Tarantino-style diner scene. Uh, the game shares Tarantino's obsession with pop culture history, particularly film history. Like in Reservoir Do Dogs, the, uh, the group chats uh, and chats and chats, the, uh, the longer the scene lingers, the more time I have to notice how off everything feels. Why do all these Hong Kong officers have European accents? <laughs> Why does Stone's performance feel like it's been lifted uh, entirely from an entirely different game? Or maybe a Neil Breen movie? What's up with the extended Hideo Kojima-style montage suggesting... Uh, some global corporate uh, conspiracy and why isn't the squad talking about that and then he, then uh, chris bring uh, goes on even more about his experience but uh i'm gonna file that under the required reading if you, this seems interesting to you if this game seems fascinating to you read the rest of chris plans right up because mm -hmm. it's really fun um i just think it's really just really interesting and like probably exciting to see something this weird exist yeah. even if it's bad yeah i feel like this is a game that i'll play when it's like ten dollars yeah or like five dollars and I've got a little bit of time um, to do it on one stream and one stream only. <laughs> Barry, I know um, we were talking about this one a little bit earlier, and there was some interest there. Did the have the bad review scores motivated you to not play it, or do you think you still want to give this one a shot? Yeah, I remember talking to you last week because, yeah, I vaguely remember us seeing a trailer for the first time a few months ago, you, me, and Tim, and we were like, oh, this could be, this could be interesting, and then... I was looking at what games were coming out soon. I was like, oh, that comes out in like six days. Yeah. Or, 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 what, what, what's going on there? And uh, yeah, now seeing this, yeah, I'm good. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, right now with uh, my schedule and how busy it is, it's like I, I got to 
I got to make sure I'm, I'm making time for games that I, I know that are going to be worth my time. And yeah, right now it seems like Wanted Dead will, will not be. Uh, maybe when you know I'm a little less busy, I can play like a couple hours and be like, yep, that was... Yep, uh, that seems like it is what it is. <laughs> that is what it is. One thing I want to bring up before we move on is uh, there's a tweet from Mitchell Salzman, again, who reviewed the, um, uh, the game for IGN. Hmm. He tweeted out a video of some of his gameplay that he wasn't able to include in the review because the clip is too long. Um, but his tweet reads like this, and Bear, if you're able to pull the, the, the video, it's a really hilarious video. This didn't make the review because it's too long of a clip, and I didn't have the, the sound recorded. But just to show how wild the AI is in Wanted Dead, here's a clip of two enemies that I had to chase halfway through a level uh, because dot, dot, dot. Honestly, I don't know. And it's a picture of, it's a video of him, right, playing the game. An enemy runs out the room that he was firing into, and he's chasing this enemy just all the way back through. And it keeps going. He's like, he's like running all the way down the stairs, trying to like gun this down. Enemy this enemy has got the right idea. He's like, I am out. He's like, here. fuck it. I'm no. going home. I'm getting a bus and I'm going home. He's Hopefully like, wait, wait, who moment. has the controller? Oh, Mitchell Salzman. I'm out this bitch. I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna face this guy. And he like keeps going. Like, look how far back he ran to find cover. Wow. This, this clip made me made me chuckle. This point, I kind of want to play this game now. Yeah. Right. All right. Whoa. Let's do another review roundup with story number two. And Bear, if you're able to check if Tim is here, because I have the, I have this in the doc because it's Tim, Tim is here. Tim is ready. Okay, when he'll go. walk on set. I'm not entirely sure, but he's around. Perfect. Let's talk about a game called Blanc. We have another review roundup for you. Let's start with Lex. There is no uh, Metacritic or Open Critic for this one yet because there's not enough reviews. But I do have a review from Lex Luddy at the Gamer who gave it three out of five stars and says this. Blanc has an eye-catching monochromatic art style, a clever gameplay, ho gameplay hook, and you can complete it in one sitting. The thing is, as soon as I rolled credits on Cassis Ludi's debut game, I couldn't help but think, quote, I wish there was more here, end quote. Blanc sees you control two characters with one controller, a la Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. One analog stick and the shoulder buttons control a uh, pristine white fawn, and the other side uh, of the controller moves a, a Vanta, Va Vanta Black wolf cub. A co-op playthrough with, uh, with one play, the wolf, and the other playing, the fawn, is also available. The rest of the world keeps up this style with the snow-swept environments the two work together to get through. These environments are also entirely black and white. Blanc is nice. It's not revolutionary, both as a single-player experience and a co-op puzzle game. However, it's pretty and simple, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's the sort of game that serves a, pur serves a purpose. It's a pleasant way to spend a night, with, uh, night in with someone else. Uh, that... Of, again, was Lex Luddy at the gamer. Tim motherfucking Gettys from Kind of Funny Games has been playing some Blanc. And I want Tim to give his thoughts about it. What's up? First off, Tim. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Hello, man. Good I'm good. You. How are you? I want to let you guys know mm -hmm. that Blanc is an incredibly special game. Oh, really? this This is a, a special experience, I would even say. Uh, I do think that it's a, a special experience that anybody would enjoy. But it's mm. very, very special to me because I got to play it with Gia. And it is the first game she ever beat. Oh, you know? wow. And I, I think that uh, I heard you say this from the review here, but there's something I think very special about how accessible this game is mm. and how good it is at teaching people what a video game is and how to play it, how to get through a puzzle, like mm. screen by screen, how to work together, how to communicate with each other to get through the, the challenge and the obstacle at hand and to kind of progress and want to see what happens next, want to see what the next challenge is when like keep going. And it's short enough that it was kind of just the right experience where had it been a lot longer, I don't know that we would have yeah. wanted to keep playing the whole thing, but playing through, we played maybe an hour and a half and then backed out and I saw, oh, we're about halfway done, just chapter-wise. Mm. And 
both of us were like, oh, that's awesome. And she was like, I want to keep going. Like she oh, wanted wow, to immediately yeah. keep going. And I think that that is, that's so special because you look at this game and it is, it's beautiful. Like mm. it is such a, a piece of art. And mm. the best thing I can say about it is it is the closest I've ever felt to playing a Pixar short as oh, a video okay. game. And I feel like it is as like poignant of an experience as some of the best Pixar shorts. Um, I feel like it is so special because there's no text. There's no dialogue. It mm. is all just what you see, the white, the black, and these two adorable little creatures dealing with the situation they're put in. It is the most wholesome game I have ever played mm. beginning wow. to end. And um, I really, really love the focus on empathy and working together and using each other's strengths and weaknesses to mm. get through the the different challenges it just it hit me in a really special way where it's like i'm not saying like oh my god it made me cry and all that it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. type of emotion it was just like a this is a a very special game and i recommend people check it out blanc b-l-a-n-c oh, yeah. what'd you play it on it's i played it on the switch um i will say it's like if i were to give it a, a score on the kind of funny review mm. scale i'd give it a three out of five i do think it's closer to okay um than greater or amazing as a video game yeah technically there was some little issues here and there like there'd be some uh, stuttering and like sometimes the controls didn't feel exactly as i wanted them to or whatever mm. but like gia didn't notice that you know what I mean? And yeah. like she was just like super into the experience and um very small team. This is their first game. I this is the type of game I want to support, not because it's the best thing ever, but because it's something really special. Yeah. And they worked really hard and it really poured their heart into it. And you can see it. What was the pitch to get GA in? Um, well, the pitch was um, they look like Moose and Toretto. Oh, and then I showed them uh, to her. That and makes she sense. was like, I want to play this. And we would play it. They were with us. And like the sound design in this game is yes. so adorable. And you just hear the little sounds that the, the wolf cub makes or the, the fawn. Mm. And like our dogs were just like reacting to it. It was like, it was, again, such a special experience that like I. I've been looking forward to this game from the first time I saw it. It's that type of game that you see in a showcase, and you're yeah, like, yeah, "What's yeah. that? What is that?" You know, yeah. I was what was the uh, was the fact that they look like Moose and Tredo the thing that got you in also because I remember yes. weeks and weeks ago you walking over to Greg's desk and be like, "Hey, are you able to reach out for this game and, and, and uh, get me codes?" And you mm -hmm. seemed like you were like for for a game that I don't think I had heard of by that time, right? Like there was an excitement I saw from you where I was like, "Oh, what is this?" Yeah, <laughs> it was for, in a couple of the Nintendo Switch. Um, in the directs. I don't remember yeah, which one like it the was. Yeah, showcases probably. Um, we've seen this a couple times over the last year. Um, I think actually it was in the, the Wholesome Games direct or okay. whatever that was. I think it's shown up in a few places. Yeah, which yeah. makes a lot of sense um, for what this game uh, is. Um, I, I've been wanting it for a long time. Like I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I want it. But a, a couple weeks ago, I just thought of it. I was like, I haven't thought about the game in a while. When's it coming out? And I was like, oh my God, it's coming out like next week. That's why <laughs> I talked to, to Greg about it. But um, yeah, it's... It's really good. It's a, it's a really oh, yeah. fun time. And again, I think the entire experience, I played it with somebody who has never played games, so it was like mm. a challenge to get over the like looking down at the controller, figuring out the very simple buttons, but yeah. she needed that. So it took us, I'd say, all in maybe two hours and 45 minutes. That's oh, ideal. Yeah. That's perfect. So, and I, uh, you can also play by yourself where one half of the controller controls one and one half controls the other. I don't know that it necessarily would be that great of an experience, but if there's somebody out there that you think might be interested in, yeah. a, in a cute little experience or like is interested in games but hasn't actually like dived into it, I think this is like one of the best entry points wow. for that type of experience that I've ever seen. So Valentine's yeah. Day game. It's a perfect Valentine's Day And game. it's out today, Perfect too. Valentine's Day game. There you yeah. go. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate huge. I love. This is amazing. For our audio listeners, Tim has a big head right now. I got a big yeah, head, everybody. Anyway, love you guys. Have fun on the show. Hell yeah. And hey, 
Support Blanc. Support yeah, small developers. Yeah, small devs. Yeah, small there. devs. Hell yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is Blanc. Blanc sounds like a fun time. You know what else sounds like a fun time? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. Ad free sounds like a fun time. Mm-hmm. But for those who aren't on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use the code KINDA. Honey. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, you see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back. And Tam, mm-hmm. it's time to talk about one of my favorite things. Apex Legends was story number three. Apex Legends devs wanted to last 20 years like Counter-Strike. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Respawn Entertainment has high hopes for the future of Apex Legends, saying it hopes the game will last as long as classic PC shooter Counter-Strike. In an interview with GameSpot, a GameSpot, uh, Apex Legends designer, uh, design director, Evan Nikolic uh, said the, uh, the game could one day be relinquished by Respawn, but kept going by uh, fans out of pure love for it. 
Quote, there could be a point, and I don't know when the inflection point will be, where the game is just pushed off uh, and then the players are playing it because the hobby is so enjoyable and there's such a, a colored and deep history to Apex that people just keep playing it, uh, said Nicholas. Uh, quote, I often talk about how one day I want to have uh, somebody teach their kid to play Apex. I played Counter-Strike in college, and that was 20 years ago. And now people are teaching their kids to play Counter-Strike, teaching their kids to play their first MOBA uh, when they played the original Dota mod on Warcraft 3. That's the vision. That's what we want to, that's, uh, yeah, that's what we want uh, to get to. It's the hobby you, do, you want to pass down to your children, end quote. As a longtime Counter-Strike player, or uh, like obsessive, I beg you, please don't teach your kids how to play Counter-Strike. Because <laughs> that process is... Uh... Hell of a time. It's not going to be easy. I feel uh, like that's Valorant nowadays. Valorant right? like is, Valorant is, is the, the new, new is the yeah. quote unquote new hot. Also, like that is also very difficult to learn. Don't, don't put kids on Valorant, yeah. please. <laughs> it's a rough time. Save them. Don't have your before their brains are properly like locked in place. Don't expose them to Counter Strike and Valorant communities. <laughs> that's a bad idea. But I, I respect that ambition from the uh, respawn. Um, it is. It's interesting because I think a lot of what made Counter Strike have that longevity is a kind of it arrived at the cross section between pc gaming becoming a little more popular and accessible and also multiplayer and internet access kind of being around at the perfect time and being like for the longest period people you had internet or you didn't have internet mm -hmm. now it's a situation where everyone has internet but there was a time in between where it started to propagate and a lot of people came to counter-strike um as as the game that they could play because everyone was playing it It was part of the multiplayer um online multiplayer tapestry at the time and yeah. there weren't as many games it was unreal quake um and then counter-strike and there's probably some other stuff like um tribes or something like that but it was like a small selection and i think that it became a part of like the foundation of PC yeah. gaming. I, I vaguely remember because, like, I wasn't uh, plugged in as deeply into PC gaming culture, partly because I was a kid and partly because I was too busy on my Nintendo. Mm. Um, but I do remember uh, discovering Unreal Tournament and being like, wait, this is a shooter I can play with people online. Yeah. And I never got to play with people online. I always played with bots for Unreal Tournament because yeah, yeah. I uh, there was a PC in our house that just happened to have it, have it on there. But I, for me, that was a magical thing. Yeah. Right? And the idea of playing with your friends was... It, felt like an actual future right it felt yeah. like the next step of everything yeah. which it was i mean like that is a big reason why it had so much kind of like heat behind it and longevity but that's not what kept it going i think like what did keep it going is exactly what um is apex uh, needs to aspire for and it is like having that super super solid foundational gameplay experience that is almost impossible to replicate elsewhere i mean it was a long time before someone did it well, and it just happened with Valorant. Mm. And Valorant is very different. They don't try and compete in the same field as Counter-Strike because Counter-Strike is a little more like, it's a precision-based shooter, um, um, but it's not you know, hero-based, which the other main competitors in my mind that do it are Valorant and Siege, but they're all like class and hero-based stuff. Mm. So I think like Apex is in a good spot where it's got a solid foundation that is its own. There's nothing quite like an apex game uh, like multiplayer experience out there people have tried but apex is the apex of the apex gameplay so until someone else figures it out i think they're they're, they're fine but it is it is part of that also like uh, is ea and respawn going to be okay with like relinquishing that game yeah that's a whole other conversation which is a whole different thing like that was a time when that was part of the culture and it's still part of valve's culture to a to a degree where they're like we're done with this it's yours now 
mm-hmm. you know, take it where you want to. We will just keep an eye on it and make sure that you're not doing anything illegal. These days, it's like protect the IP. If it, if it's not doing well, shut it down. Don't give it to anyone. Yeah. Lock it away. It's rare to have people go. It's now yours. You're talking. You're talking about an IP that. Uh, is now probably up there in terms of EA IP oh, yeah. that they own, right? Yeah. Like, like Apex. Like, I mean, Apex is you know overseeded or superseded um, Titanfall pretty easy yeah. now. And Battlefield. And Battlefield. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Apex has been carrying a significant portion of EA for a really long time for good reason. Like, it's it's a super super good game. Um, yeah. And yeah, I do. I, and that puts it in a way different place from something like Knockout City. Yeah. Knockout City, they announced that they're going to stop support for that game. Yeah. Probably like halfway through this year, I think they said. And they're allowing the community to still play that game on yeah, PC exactly. and play peer to peer. I don't know. I, I don't see the EA of today being like, yeah, benevolently yeah. being like, I don't hey, see any. Take care. I, to be fair, I don't see any AAA publisher no, doing that. No, not at all. Like, Sony is not going to do that. And neither is Nintendo for pretty much anything, especially yeah. not Nintendo. But I, things would have to change in a big way. But then again, you know, the, the power of respawn born in within ea is quickly changing the dynamics of who does what like vince is is like in charge of pretty much all their shooters now so maybe we're at a point now where if he says no we're going to do this everyone else kind of just has to fall in line because you know don't screw the golden goose or don't mess up you know the bag let them do what they want if you want an apex 2 or something like that don't mess with what they got going so who knows maybe maybe they have enough power to dictate how the future of apex rolls out yeah, I also feel pretty good right now about the longevity of Apex. Of course, it's impossible to predict what games are going to be around for 20 years. Um, but when I look at Apex, this seems like a game that at the very least is going to be around for, I'll give it at least five years, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes to, one, how popular it is, it being free to play, it being one of the top uh, battle royales in the market, but also it having the flexibility to add in new modes and try different mm-hmm. things. They added the arenas mode a couple of years ago, and I really loved the, the arenas mode. But this last week they announced that, hey, arenas isn't giving, getting the love that uh, we, need, we need from it. And so we're sunsetting arenas, but we're also um, uh, adding in this new mode that's basically a team deathmatch mode. Mm. They're able to do that, right? Yeah. And one of the things they talked about when they were launching arenas was the idea that this is going to sit alongside the battle royale mode. We're going to try and push this the same way that we push battle royale. If they're able to look at Apex and expand it in that way in successful ways, like let's say this team deathmatch mode that they're that they're adding to the game, if they're able to push that and mm. that gets a similar amount of love as the battle royale mode, and then they're able to go, all right, what else can we do? Can we finally do a single player mode? Rest in peace to the yeah. single player game yeah. that got uh, sunsetted. But if they're able to keep adding in pieces like that and have those things be con- uh, successful and have those things coexist, yeah. Apex might actually have really good longevity yeah, on its hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that flexibility is exactly and what you basically said there was like the apex of that game is flexible enough that the apex of today could be a completely different thing from the apex yes. of ten. Like years apex from, from yeah, apex ten yeah. years now. It could be just could entirely, not be battle royale. Yeah, it could be yeah, it could be just a a, a team deathmatch. It could be a Counter Strike clone. Yep, like it could be a Counter Strike like game, you know. And and yeah, that is the strength of the, of that franchise or that property and that game. So I believe it. Yeah, same here. I really do hope that. And I actually want your your idea on this and your mm-hmm. predictions for this. Do you think we ever get the Apex Legends slash Titanfall single player game that we know got canceled? I don't think we get a Titanfall game. I think we get an Apex single player. Yeah. Um, I really more hope than so. Anything. Yeah. And it, and the thing is, like, it's it could be as much as like a rebranding thing. Like, you know, you you swap out a pilot for I don't know Octane. And there you go. <laughs> is that a bunch of octanes? Yeah, just a, just a bunch different of octanes, yeah. The mechs are running super yeah, fast. I think we're more likely to get something that is hooked into Apex than it is in, in Titanfall. Titanfall, 
I think is is a thing of the past. Yeah, I think that IP name, them trying to push Titanfall as an IP, and and I think the sad part of it is like there's elements of it that we wish we could. Let's be honest, like Titanfall's mechanics have been taken and put into other things now, and that's good. But the thing that we really miss is basically BT. Yeah, like all we want is BT. That is like holding that 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 entire franchise up. And at a certain, certain point, as sad as it is, like if you're sitting there and you have to make the calls, like. BT alone as a character is not enough to to hold up a brand new experience when mm-hmm. you've got this other thing called Apex that you could, you know, retool things and and create a brand new experience in that world that people know and love and is actively like uh, being propelled forward by updates and community and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think sadly Titanfall is is gone. Um, I just hope that when they do reach the point where they're like, let's make an Apex single player. That it's it's got that similar kind of creativity because Titanfall as well as BT and and the characters like the creativity of what they did in a first person shooter single player experience is what really sticks with us with the whole time hopping mechanics and the world shifting around you as you're running and platforming. So that as long as it makes that makes it in, that's that will be like the spirit of Titanfall brought over to whatever this new experience is. Yeah, and I mean and to that point, right? I'm talking about. What did we love about Titanfall 2, right? You talk about BT, you're talking about um, the Titans and all that stuff. Ti- I mean, Titans I, I do have a good shot at being in a yeah. Apex Legends single-player game, yeah. right? Like, all the things that we do love about those about the Titanfall games have a chance at appearing in whatever they do because it, Apex Legends is in that same universe, right? And we are talking about mechanics at a certain point that they're um, that translating over. A lot of the mechanics of Titanfall are in Apex Legends. I am going to make the bold, a bold prediction. In the next year, there will be a Titan in Apex. God, I, I've been predicting I believe, this since Apex yeah, came I out. I'm, that, I'm shocked we I haven't I think there's going to be an event of some sort where just a Titan is like un, uncovered or is like just falls from space. And it's like a Fortnite-style event where people are like, what the hell is this? Or like, imagine you turn on Apex one day and suddenly Titans are just falling mm-hmm. from the sky. Like, I think it everywhere. will happen. I don't yeah. know about I don't know the next year, but I think you're right that I'm one saying, day I'm it will happen. A year. Damn, Wait, you're saying I'm, a year. I'm saying a year. Oh, I hope you're getting me excited, Tim. <laughs> I mean, and to to bring in something else, right? We're talking about the Titanfall Legends thing. Um, uh, you jogged a memory that uh, I believe Jeff Grubb was talking about some of the uh, stuff that was concepted out for Titanfall uh, Legends, and uh, BT was going to make an appearance. Like I'm, I'm looking at Twitter right now. Apex Legends news on Twitter. Uh, tweeted out details of scrapped Apex Legends single-player game that was in development. This is per Jeff Grubb. Uh, featured BT and other Titanfall characters. Rampart brought BT back to life. Uh, players played as Blisk. Uh, Legends would show up to give you powers. Mm. It's inspired by Doom Eternal uh, with wall running. And then Jeff Grubb tweeted that and said, or quote tweeted that and said, cool detail that I left out. Titan- Titans in Titanfall Legends would be like classic cars. No longer in production, expensive to maintain, yeah. but super cool. Uh, and then he tweeted out, a game was also going to take inspiration from Hades. So you might start with a dash, but then you can unlock a dash that deflects enemy fire back mm. at them. It was going to be so good. That sounds and amazing. Like, think about, that sounds like one of the best Here's, games ever made. Imagine this. Uh, you're playing Titanfall Battle Royale, right? Mm-hmm. Feels very normal. Nothing's, nothing's out of the ordinary. Okay, Everyone's playing their matches. The circle is closing, etc., etc. And then it gets to the last two teams. And then as the circle is about to close, instead of hearing the sound, you just hear the announcer say, stand by for Titanfall. And <laughs> oh, then it just man. lands. And then that you like you Chills. have to fight. You have to fight like that Titan instead. And it just like and it just <laughs> like wipes you out. And then like it's it's, you know, Blisk or something in there. 
and then that's it from that point on like time i want to see more shit like that because we talk about we talk a lot about that kind of thing in fortnite how fortnite will have just the craziest of events ever to end a, end yeah. a season or like they'll have a ariana grande concert or they'll have <laughs> giant travis scott performing they just have bad shit happen what if to announce a titanfall or probably an apex legends single player game it was exactly what you just mentioned yeah. where it is during uh, like during a certain hour of the day the time or um, uh, apex legends matches end and titans just fall from the sky yeah. for the last two two teams and it's like what the fuck is this when you fight the, the titan yeah. and then at the end of that hour you get a trailer on youtube or something or in the game that is like apex titanfall yeah whatever it's called it's you know? oh man how cool would that be? <laughs> make it happen respawn make it happen and also i can't wait for that star wars game respawn man just out there killing it Someone said Tam has never seen an Apex Endgame, has he? Not for a while. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, just, I'm just freestyling here. We're just freestyling. We're yeah, just having yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, story number four. This is one that's from the rumor mill. So take this with a grain of salt. All right? This is from Push Square. This is from Sammy Barker. Sony is plotting wireless earbuds for the PS5. Again, this is a rumor. Sony is slowly but steadily increasing the mix of peripherals available for PS5, and the typically reliable Insider Gaming purports to have the scoop on another product, wireless earbuds. Scheduled to release anywhere from April 2023 through March 2024, the portable AirPod-inspired accessories will allegedly pack five hours of battery life and will come with a USB charging case like so many, other, so many of their contemporaries. According to the aforementioned publication, the headphones are being codenamed Project Nomad with an updated wireless headset also scheduled to release around the same time. This is being referred to as Project Voyager internally. It's said that the new, the new cans will feature a similar functionality to the InZone H7 headset, which currently retails for around $200. Insider Gaming hypothesizes, or, yeah, hypothesizes that these, uh, n- these new accessories, along with the DualSense Edge uh, and PSVR 2 headset, will all be part of a refreshed product slate alongside a redesigned PS5 c- console later this year. Uh, for those who haven't been able, uh, been following the speculation, it's rumored that a system will, uh, with a detachable disk drive will be made available in 2023, streamlining the platformer, platform holder's manufacturing pipeline and providing customers uh, with more flexibility when picking up the digital-only device. Tam, how do wireless PlayStation earbuds strike you? Uh, um, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Blessing? I don't care. Fair enough. One bit. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I could not be cool if you want to. All right, man. Uh, sure. Like, uh, if you want to buy I'm, some wireless earbuds, great. Good for you. <laughs> like, I'm kind of the same. Like, I, I associate wireless earbuds with going somewhere. Yeah. Right? And maybe the, I mean, I'm sure maybe these earbuds will have that functionality in there as, as well. But being branded as PS5 earbuds that are wireless that you're using specifically for your PS5, I'm like, I don't know if I need no. this. I've got the uh, the headset that uh, launched with it. Yeah, the Pulse. Yeah, the Pulse headset. headset works great. Yeah, I love perfectly. it. I have no issues with it. I don't need a wireless version of it. Yeah. Um, I, and also, yeah, how's the microphone? Am I using the PlayStation microphone in that, at that point? Yeah. yeah and if so, I don't, yeah. I don't want to use and my like, DualSense the microphone. The thing is, like, wireless earbuds, I, I assume they want you to, like, work that into your lifestyle and wear it outside. Like, I've, I've got, I'm cool, man. I've got, I've got whatever I... This is, to me, it's just, like, good for you. Do the thing that you want to do, make the product, and hopefully earn some money off of it. But also, if this never happened, it wouldn't change uh, it my would life. Ch- one my bit. life is not going to yeah. change one like, bit. That's one of the ones yeah. where, like, <laughs> but he who remains did nothing to the timeline to change anything. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. no changes were needed. No management <laughs> timeline was needed on that one. The end zone or the the earbuds did nothing to the timeline. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just feel like we're in a. I think I think we as a society has have reached the point where. 
branded things branded to be after similar to the console just doesn't have the clout and the pull that it used to before mm. it'd be like oh a playstation headset that sounds amazing these days it's like all right it's just a headset man sony's gonna take one of the many headsets that they make already and just put the playstation colors on it and here we go yeah uh, great this actually almost is even more of a, a Sony thing than even a PlayStation thing. I know it's probably yeah, yeah. this PS5, but yeah. if it's in line with the end zone stuff, like end zone stuff, I just look at it. It's the same as the DualSense Edge, which I got in and, and reviewed. They sent that to me and I used it and I was like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I still got, it's got a four hour battery life, which sucks, but I, 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 it works. I don't, I'm not going to tell anyone to pay $200 for it, but it's there if you want it. And uh, like, I've literally forgotten it now. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's out of my mind. You don't, you don't use it anymore? I Not really. Like I use it. It's good. I, I like the DualSense Edge quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, sometimes I'm just like, I just, I'll just pick up the controller that's the lightest and, and just work with it. There's nothing that makes me need that controller, if you know what I mean. I feel that. I did use it a lot on Dead Space. Because I just, and it was great for Dead Space because I uh, mapped the uh, wave, Wayfinder to it. Mm-hmm. So instead of clicking the stick in, I could just press that and it would quickly like reorient it, which is great. But that was it. That's the only thing. I, the, the one thing I, I really do love about the DualSense is making the uh, adaptive trigger clicky. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've been playing a lot of FIFA nowadays and to have it click for strafe or even in uh, FPS games, having it click to, yeah. for aim down sights, I like way better than actually pulling that thing all the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's like the main. I, I rarely use the paddles. I'm still looking for a good functionality with it that's going to yeah. work like naturally for Sony me. Sony makes high quality, good build hardware that you can, if you want it, great. If yeah. you don't, you can probably live very easily without it. It's a, it's very much for the, the luxury gamer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a luxury thing. So good on you. Story number five, Kratos was originally going to have a different fate in God of War Ragnarok. This is Chris Scullion at Video Games Chronicle, and this is where we, get in, where we are getting into spoilers for God of War Ragnarok. So if you've not beaten God of War Ragnarok, or you don't want spoilers for God of War Ragnarok, this is your chance to click off of the video, click off of the podcast. If I see you getting mad in the comments, Bless it's you on you. you haven't given me enough time! It's your fault. I'm giving you time. You got five seconds. Five slow seconds. It's not a lot of five, time! Four... Three time codes are in the bottoms. If it, so, if you want to skip to new dates, two. How crazy is that Miles Morales showed up, man? Damn, I cannot yeah. believe they turned him into a baby and did baby Kratos. It's fucking crazy. I, I, I was asking for, for baby Kratos for so <laughs> yeah, long. Like, incredible. They turned. They got all the gods, made him babies, and did like Rugrats. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, this fucking like you know Phil, <laughs> Phil and Lil, but it's fucking um uh, uh Thor and his <laughs> Thor, brother, yeah, Thor and Heimdall, just Magni and Modi or whatever. Oh, that's way better. Actually, that's way better. All right, Chris Golian's article reads like this. Kratos was going to have a different fate in God of War Ragnarok, its narrative director has revealed. Speaking to MinMax, shout out MinMax, uh, Matt Sophos was asked about the end of the 2018 God of War title, in which Kratos sees a mural that shows his death, suggesting a prophecy that could happen in the next game. Although the mural is shown again early in Ragnarok, Kratos ultimately doesn't die, and Sophos was asked if there was ever plans to actually kill him off. Quote, there was the earliest, earliest draft of an outline that we, had, that we had come up with that we took to director Eric Williams, Sophos replied, revealing that in his draft, quote, Kratos died in the Thor fight at the very beginning of the game, end quote. He continued, quote, and so he was going to die, and then it wasn't a permanent death. What was going to happen, and I don't care, we can tell this because it doesn't happen anymore, so this is all basically fan fiction at this point, he would get pulled out of hell, essentially by, by Atreus. 
Quote, but it's now been like 20 years have passed. It was going to be a big time jump uh, type thing. So that was a version of it. End quote. Ultimately, Sofo explained Williams wasn't keen on going down that direction. A decision Sofo says was the right one. Eric, uh, quote, Eric was like, I don't want to do that. Kratos has died and come back from it too many times. And it'll feel a little bit too, oh, you said he was going to die. And oh, you just killed him. But he came right back. He recalled. The hook, the emotion, uh, wasn't really going to be there, and he was absolutely right. And so that's why we, that's why it didn't last very long, end quote. Sophos also added that the game's current ending, in which Kratos is still very much alive by the end, helps create a message to players that their fates aren't sealed. Hmm. It's funny because I feel like Greg Miller predicted this exact story. I don't know if Barrett remembers this, but when we were doing our God the of War... Story? Yeah, the idea that um, there would be a big time jump and you would have an older Atreus. And I, I forget if he talked about the part where like Atreus would go and save Kratos from hell. Hmm. But I would, I would have assumed that was the case too. Like, yeah, I mean, for how like, many times you've seen Kratos go to hell and yeah, come back? In I the think game. this is like the absolutely the right call. So good on yes. Eric Williams and team for being like, nah, we did that already. Because they have definitely done that a, a couple of times, I think. Like the whole... And it's always like uh, the the idea of a character or going to rescue a character from. I think he does it for like Demos as well for for his brother at one point, and he's always he's, he ends up in hell in like the first game I think it is. So it's just like it's it would feel rote, and it would feel very. I think there's a level of like um, disconnect from the heart of the story that would happen when Atreus goes to hell mm-hmm. to bring back his god for, of a father. Where I feel like you kind of like. If there was a jump the shark moment for a video game about a Greek god in Norse mythology, you know, fighting gods, that would probably be it for me. I feel like it loses the emotional heart of the story when you start doing wild shit like that. Yeah. So I'm glad they stuck with with what they have now, which is a far more impactful ending where, you know, after these many games of having his, his destiny defined, he has a moment now where it's like, oh, I could be anything or anyone I want. And... So can my son. And that's, I think, like, that's way more powerful. It's understated compared to going to hell, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's, it makes way more sense. Yeah. And I like, I like the ending being one of the things being that fates aren't sealed, right? Like, we're yeah. determining our own story. We're determining our own, our own fate. I think that's a way more powerful and a way more interesting way to go about it as opposed to all of our predictions coming true about, oh, man, Kratos is going to die. When is it? And waiting mm-hmm. the whole game for Kratos to die and, like, getting to the end it's like oh Kratos dies cool like this is what we expected to happen I like the fact that the whole game is about hey like this thing was determined but we're going to go we're going to go left we, wherever you think we're going to go right we're going to go left right and uh, uh, finding their own story to tell here I think this was for sure the, the better way to do it yeah uh, the way they, they actually did it. And, it and it also kind of sets up a more interesting future for the franchise like it is both possible Kratos can come back and entirely not possible now like it, it might, they might just not go ever go back to him mm-hmm. but you know that he's out there somewhere yeah just doing stuff and i the one thing i did i do like about this original or this um w- the proposed uh, draft they had here for a story would be the idea of playing as an older atreus because i think that'd be interesting i think they could still do that and that's the thing is they for sure can still do that yeah, and i think yeah. i assume we'll probably get that oh yeah we'll probably get an atreus maybe like a Agrabota's story or something oh, like for that. Sure. Or, I would or love like, that. Like yeah. the, that was the thing that shocked me about God of War Ragnarok the most is the fact that I really like playing the Atreus sections. Um, even like, at some points, even more than the Kratos stuff. And I think that just comes with, you know, I played God of War 2018, so I'd already played so much, and I played other God of War games, right? So I played so much Kratos already. So getting the taste of playing as Atreus and getting the bow and arrow, I also I'm also somebody that really likes bow and arrow gameplay. 
And so that shit hit for me, and I was like, damn, I'll take a whole game of this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think to your point, I think we will, right? I think that Atreus Anger Boda game, if it's not in development, at some point it will be. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that there hasn't been any announcement of DLC. But I mean, like, I don't remember the God of War games having like story expansions. Like, I think Ascension might have had some like um, like cosmetic DLC stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think they have like a full on like, hey, here's a complete story DLC expansion in the way that most other games do. So I would love for them to try that, but also. It's not in. It's not a precedent that they they have. Yeah. Or, which is. I also feel like there's something about the finality of. Yeah. Hey, each each God of War game is is a chapter. Yeah. And like we're we, we've closed these chapters, right? Like these games are treated as Kratos and Atreus' story. Mm. Um, but I think now we're for where we're at at the end of the game that we just got. One of the things that I also want, and again, we're still in spoiler talk for God of War Ragnarok. Um. I really want a, a Throod game, yeah. Thor's daughter. Yeah. I think that'd be a really, a really fun cool. game to explore because yeah. I, I, I still want to wield Mjolnir. I, yeah, I, I think like maybe even like oh, I know we said Angraboda, but like pair up Atreus with Angra uh, with a Throod, and you've got like these two gods who are trying to figure out who they are and mm. and become that's really good themselves, but not their parents. And you've got one who like has been through the kind of uh, the growth that uh, he went through alongside his dad who went also through it. And then the other who like only got a glimpse of it right at the end because Thor kind of like has his moment right at the end yeah. of the game where he's like, damn, I'm getting worked by this old man. and this- <laughs> Getting absolutely <laughs> yeah. worked by yeah. Kratos. And then that was pretty much it. Like, And that's one of the most heartbreaking things of that Dude, game. Dude has a lot to work yeah, through. Yeah, because she, like, she's robbed of the dad she deserved right at the end of the game. And it's just like... That sucks, but I'd love to see more of her, yeah. Yeah. Well, Tam, I can't wait to see uh, the next Sony Santa Monica game. I can't wait to see what that that announcement is. But the announcement of what's next for God of War is just so far away. Mm -hmm. If I went and it was coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily hosts each and every weekday. It's been so long since I was on a Kind of Funny Games Daily that I forgot I had to do that. And if if I hadn't already had it in front of me, if I had scrolled down, you would have turned to me and I would have been like, like I got what? I got no way. What are you saying to me right now? Out today, we got Blanc for Switch and PC, Journey to the Savage Planet for PS5 and Xbox Series X, Souls of Chronos for PS5, uh, Switch, and PC, Tomb Raider Reloaded for iOS and Android, Wanted Dead for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One, and PC, Labyrinth of Galleria for the Moon Society uh, for PC, PS4, PS5, and Switch, 10 Dates for everything, Love Burb for PC, Overwatch 2's Loverwatch browser game where you can either date Genji or Mercy is available today until February 28th. Mm-hmm. And then a God of War Ragnarok trial is now available on PlayStation Plus Premium. And just so we're clear, the God of War spoilers aren't over yet. We, we're not going to uh, close that door. So yeah. you live in fear now. Live in fear now. <laughs> you live in fear. We could drop a spoiler. I mean, I was going to close the door, but now, moment. guess what? The door is open. The, the door, door is staying open. open. I put my foot in there and I wrenched it open. And I was like, no, this is how we win. <laughs> I find it fascinating really quick with like the Ragnarok uh, like preview or like demo or whatever. If you have PlayStation Plus uh, premium, like who's signing up for premium that hasn't 
already yes, played God of War point. Ragnarok, man. Yeah. Like, what People that want to play Toy Story 2, Barrett. They're out there. Those demos should be at the bottom tier. Like, let people, like, have it be a, a smaller barrier of entry. I'll, I'll even go as far as say those decision. demos should be free. <laughs> I feel yeah. like those demos should yeah, be free. Yeah, they, they should <laughs> be. Let me try out the game that I want to buy a little bit. Uh, new dates for you. Rhythm Storm Alpha Demo will be available on Steam on February 21st. And then Ted Lasso Season 3 returns March 15th. Hell yeah, I love that game. Yeah. It's not a game, but I love Ted Lasso, and you should <laughs> go watch Ted Lasso, Apple TV+. It Plus. Right. It's not an ad. I just really like that show. It is good. Deal of the day for you, Nights and Bikes is $9.99 on the US PSN. That's one of the ones where I went to Wario64's profile, and I picked the first one. <laughs> so shout out Wario64. Go follow Wario64. Uh, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, There's quite a bit from yesterday, quite a bit from yesterday. Let me tell you, them Tim and Imran folks, they don't know what they're doing on this show. By the time that they got to you wrong, they only had like one write-in or something. So (laughs) then people came in late. (laughs) Bob's and Nana apparently just don't know this. Don't know how time works. The time difference. The show yeah. ends at eleven sometimes. <laughs> the time difference, man. It's it's, it's wild. Kebabs writes in and says primates refers to both monkeys and apes. Um, thank you for that. Shout kebabs. Out Bob's. I was trying to I was trying to think of the word for primates in my mind. And I couldn't think of it, and I figured mm-hmm. apes <laughs> gets the point across. Look at those characters from uh, Planet of the Apes. That's what it, you should call them. Exactly. I love the characters. Planet, Planet of the of primates. Uh, um, I mean, somebody's writing about TM said he was feeling slightly under the weather um, on Friday on Game Mess mornings. Oh, yeah, I was. I was. That's because I'd been up very late doing work. You know what, everyone? While I'm here, I just want to remind you to have a good work-life balance, okay? Don't be like me. Do as I say, not as I do. All right? <laughs> Tammy should have told me that a while ago. <laughs> should have told me that a week ago. <laughs> it's too late for us. It's too late. <laughs> Let me tell you. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be... Tim and M. Ron Con. That's right. Eating uh, some Tim Ron once again. If you're watching this live right now, after this, it's some Dream Daddy for Valentine's Day. That's right. Have some fun playing a visual novel uh, with Snow Michael Michael. If you want to catch that stream later, you can, of course, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Are these the Valentine's Day lights? And it's the shitless lights, but... You know, oh, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, there. Wait, are we doing the shit? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, works. I just put it up because you're talking about Valentine's. Oh, Day. gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. then I had the idea of like, fuck, I should have had these up the entire time. But, you scared you know. me for a second because I was like, I do not have shitless prepared. <laughs> I do not. Have, <laughs> I, I need to go to thegamer.com. Uh, of course, shitless is a show you can get on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's great. We talk about top 10 lists there. It's a fantastic time. Sometimes we shit on lists. Sometimes we call some lists the shit because some of them are great. Mm-hmm. We got to go to Patreon to check those out. Uh, but for now, this has been kind of funny games daily. Before I wrap up, Tim, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a thank very fun me. episode of the show. You know, I always love being on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course. Um, yeah, thank you for having me, everyone. Yesterday, I was thinking about uh, Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted uh, Loki. I want to do another playthrough of all this, all the the franchise. Maybe just five. Who knows? Um, whenever I get the time, which nowadays is never. But I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about what we did um, on Twitch last year. Yeah. And I associate. I, now I just associate you with Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Where now I, I can't think about Metal Gear Solid without thinking of Tim. That's how I want it. Yeah. I mean, that's you how did I want it. it. I miss those days. I miss. Those yeah, days. man. We Bring still gotta do five. Yeah, but then Mike cheated on me. You know. Yeah, we just cut him out. Yeah. This is what Mike does. That's what Mike I, does. I, I love how like, Mike on that does. last stream on four, we're like, all right, we're like, we're done for, uh, and then we're gonna go on winter break, and then we come back. We might do Peace Walker, and we'll do five, and then cut to a week later. It's winter break, and Mike's streaming five yeah. on his own like a fucking asshole. Multiple. I, I, he uh. did do that, and I remember thinking that sucks. So I got in there, and I 
tricked Shamed him. him? <laughs> no, I tricked him into doing a su- supply drop onto himself. Oh, hell so yeah. I like hell uh, yeah. that's, that's great. That. Have that. that. Thank you for that. Um, that. I mean, that right there is some TM Milliger solid <laughs> yeah. So you gotta love it. All Mike does is eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> yeah, right, and charge right phone, eat hot chip and lie <laughs> and lie. Those are the three snow egg Mike activities <laughs> yeah. right there. Of course, the, and actually, before I go, do you have anything you want to talk about? Do you have anything you want to pimp out? Uh, you can find my work on GameSpot.com and GiantBomb.com, but um, in terms of pimping out, just stick around and watch this Dream Daddy stream for Let's me. Let's go. It's good. Good time. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and a weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.